the most action-packed content from the top mobile experts. This is the App Masters Podcast with Steve P. Young. B7Dev.com is the app development firm dedicated to helping entrepreneurs go from app idea to success because they understand startups and don't charge you huge fees just to get your app off the ground. Learn more at b7dev.com. From Apple features to ASO to influencer marketing, you will learn all the tools and tactics to make it in the app space. Learn more at appmastersacademy.com. What is up, App Nation? It is Steve P. Young, founder of AppMasters.com, and welcome to another beautiful Friday YouTube live stream where we're going to talk all about how do you grow your mobile app subscriptions. And we'll be taking a look at your apps as well. And if you want your app to appear and get expert feedback from me and my guests, well, go fill out the form. It's AppMasters.com slash audit. All right. You didn't come for me. You came for this guy. We're super excited to have him on. His name, there you go. <laughs> Let me give, bring him on to the camera. His name is Dan Burkall. He's a serial entrepreneur. He started four different companies and now he leads NAMI ML, a company that is going to help you grow and optimize your mobile app subscriptions. So without further ado, Dan, welcome to the stream. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it, Steve. All right, Dan. So let's talk about Nami. Can you tell, like, when I when we say like grow and optimize, what does that really mean? Yeah. So in a nutshell, what we're trying to build is a subscription marketing platform. Um, so what that really means is that you know subscriptions are are way more complex than the traditional IAPs that we're used to um, from kind of the earlier days in in the app stores. So. Um, what, what are we trying to do? We're trying to make it really easy to adopt subscriptions, but then help people with uh, insights into um, how is their subscription business growing um, and, and what might they want to do to kind of affect change. And so at the kind of core of what we're trying to build um, is a platform where you can manage the purchase experience or sort of the paywall um, from your browser. Because the thing that we've noticed is that um, a lot of apps treat the purchase experience as something that's very static. It's sort of a mm. fixed object that never changes. And think of it kind of this way. Um, I know uh, on your streams and on your podcast, you talk a lot about um, the ASO side of the business where people are constantly making changes to things like their icon or their title or their keywords or their screenshots. And that's all in the spirit of um, trying to improve acquisition. But then what happens is that once they, they acquire a user, they're not really marketing in the application or, or sort of experimenting with how they market in the application to, to drive better results. So that's what we're trying to enable. Okay. So if I'm understanding right, you're kind of making, allowing us to optimize that pricing page without having to always upload a new build. We can sort of optimize on NAMI ML. 
Yeah, that's right. You can upload artwork, you can change your SKUs, you can change what SKU you're surfacing with, you know, what uh, making prominent. Um, uh, a few streams ago, you had a, an app that um, that had three, I think, three product SKUs, and each one of them had sort of a really bright color mm -hmm. um, instead of surfacing just that one SKU that you're trying to push the user into. And so all of that you can manage from our platform with the click of a button. So um, if you decide, you know, I was pushing that, that uh, annual SKU, but now I'm thinking that maybe monthly is what I want to emphasize. You can, with the click of a button, just make that change um, and see how it affects results. Now, Dan, having seen a lot of different, I'm sure, pricing pages, are there some common mistakes that most app developers make when they're trying to sell subscriptions? Look, I'm a firm believer in that subscriptions are the future. I know a lot of different clients that have actually built a really sustainable business with subscriptions. So what are some common mistakes that people might be making in the very beginning? First and foremost, it's it's not transitioning to the mindset of, of subscription. So, um, hmm you know, it is a subscription. And so it doesn't just mean that you're going to create a more durable revenue stream. You have to also appreciate the user's perspective, which is that now you're asking them to engage in a recurring revenue relationship with you. And so in a way, I kind of view subscriptions as an act of kind of conviction on behalf of the user, somebody that subscribes, they've, they're kind of con have a, a, an element of conviction or sort of strong belief that what you're promising them uh, is going to help not just in the moment, but sort of over time. Um, and so if you look at apps like in the, the categories like dating or in fitness where subscriptions are really successful, um, I see a lot of people try to kind of mimic what those app categories are doing, but realize that, you know, it's a, it's not a very hard hurdle to clear if you're in the mindset of, Hey, I want to go on a bunch of dates or hey, I want to get fit. Um, there's not a very high, clear, uh, very high mental model to sort of say, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and start the subscription. Whereas in other categories, you have to really, um, you know, make the case. And I, I do see people, um, they, they aren't marketing enough what their value proposition is that should justify a subscription. Yeah. And we, we talked about this where we kind of share like pricing pages and I'm, you know, this is what we can optimize in NAMI, but like longer pricing pages. And I've kind of, kind of been sharing that, Hey, they do outperform shorter pricing pages that just say, Hey, sign up for my premium subscription. Right. But you know, people need to know what am I getting into because it is a more, I guess, considered purchase than just saying, Hey, here's a $1 one-time fee that I'm going to pay you guys. Yeah. And related to that too, is also context really matters. Unlike in dating and fitness, where a lot of times it's, you have to start the trial to even go into the experience or, or abandon, you know, in other categories, I think freemium is pretty important because people aren't sure if your app is what they, um, what they're looking for. And, um, and so, you know, how you, how, what that, instead of thinking about it as sort of one pricing page to rule them all, um, think about it in terms of what are you going to show them the first time they come into the experience? Because it's important to educate the users about what your premium offering is, um, even if they don't take you up on it in kind of first run. But then later as they're using the experience, how in the context of the experience are you surfacing a pricing page that's sort of relevant to how they're how they're encountering it. Um, so for example, if they're trying to use a feature that's a pro feature, maybe that should be the message you reinforce in that version of the pricing page um, at that that part of your flow. Yeah. 
completely agree. I love it. I love it. Okay. Let's get into, let's say hi to a few people and get into some listener questions. What's up, Joe? Always good to see you every week. Bianca, good to have you on last week. Star Wars, what's happening? Or Star Project <laughs> Projectors. <laughs> All right. And then Ram, what's up, man? How's it going? Johan, always good to see you. David, congrats on finally launching your first app. That's really, really cool. It looks like he launched Stumble Upon Rumble. Did a smaller soft launch, only available in Romania and the Philippines right now. Good stuff. Matthew's here. All right, got a question for you, Derek Doodle. How do you fight subscription fatigue, especially on the on the Play Store, i.e. people are resistant to the model of paying a fee on a periodic basis? Yeah, so I mean, part of the Play Store is that it is sort of... Um, uh, subscriptions are, are, are lagging. And I don't mean that in a pejorative way, I just mean that it's so dominated by ad supported that, um, there, I think there needs to be a little bit of patience as that model kind of grows up in that ecosystem. But Google's doing some really interesting things in terms of the capabilities they're providing to hopefully help folks kind of dip their toe into subscriptions and get more comfortable. So for example, um, in, in the Google play ecosystem, you can pause a subscription. So maybe you're in for your free trial and then you're in your first month. And then for whatever reason you decide, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if I, I wanna keep using this or, um, or otherwise you know, wanna reprioritize, you can pause so that the user isn't churning out completely. And I would much rather have a relationship with a user that um, wants to just pause my subscription than abandon the subscription entirely and or abandon my app entirely. So making sure that you're taking advantage of those unique tools that um, that Google's put in place um, to, to help your users sort of get into subscriptions. And Dan, just curious, do you guys help with like knowing when a user has paused their subscription, canceled their subscription at all? Yeah. So I talk a lot about the purchase experience because that's sort of, you know, at the heart and soul of our product, but we also do a lot of the, the, the kind of plumbing and kind of transaction layer work. So depending on where you're selling on iOS, there are certain, you know, you have to do all the receipt validation and manage server to server notifications, especially if you want to do things like grace period billing on Android uh, with Google Play Billing. It's the same thing. You, there's both client side code and server side code to take advan full advantage of all those features. Um, and if you use our platform, we abstract away a lot of those hassles for you so that you can really just focus on. Um, what we're talking about here, which is, you know, what are the marketing strategies and tactics that you can use to grow the business versus worrying about kind of the technical plumbing. And then do you, is it like, I don't know if you have this, but just wanted to get yeah. a clear understanding of NAMI, but like how revenue cat can show you your subscription revenue. Are you more focused more on just optimizing for subscriptions or like highlighting some of the revenues and pulling that data as well? Yeah, we have an, an analytics module. We have a, uh, a module where you can um, sort of see the segments of your user base, um, sort of like a CRM component. So in that regard, those, that piece is, is, is pretty similar. Um, you know, but but we're really also focusing is is that data data is 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 useful. It's very very important. But but what do you do with that data? How do you make it actionable? So we're really trying to drive kind of a set of non technical kind of marketer capabilities around you know making sort of these instantaneous changes so that you can learn and improve. Because you're you know I saw a, a note in, in the comments about you know, yeah. pricing and how do you figure figure that out. And, you know, part of it is that um, you, you just have to experiment. 
And if your ability to experiment is limited and slowed down by kind of lengthy dev cycles, um, it's going to take you forever to figure out what the right price is. Yeah. And I agree. Like, you, you, I think I would look at competitors too and see like if that's what I like to do, market research, figure out what other people are paying for, they're used to paying for, sort of set a bar. And people, if an app is already doing well, you're like, okay, well, I guess I can charge that. And we've had clients that have raised their prices and then yeah. when we run the numbers, we're like, oh, okay, we're getting lower conversions, but higher revenues. So not too bad, right? It is just that testing. All right, we wanna answer a few more questions. David, finally joining the live stream instead of watching the day after. Welcome, David, hope you enjoy it live. It's way more fun watching it live. And then Bianca says, Dan, what do you mean by SKU? Oh yeah, sorry about that, uh, jargon. Jargon problem. Um, I, I really mean just the product for sale. So, you know, a lot of apps offer a monthly product subscription package, uh, annual subscription package. I mean, but there's other options too. I mean, there's exotic options. Some people offer quarterly or weekly, or I've even seen occasionally some daily subscriptions. So I'm just talking about the, you know, all of the subscription packages that you're offering um, by SKU. Yeah. And then Aiden's here. He just released a subscription app. Aiden, congrats, man. Put it in the comments what the app is called. What's up, Dustin? Good to see you, man. I've seen you. All right. Ram says, how do you feel about using subscriptions as a way to push users into buying a lifetime in-app purchase? I'm sort of mixed on it. Um, I, I kind of view it as, um, I mean, it, 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 it could be a way to um, drive more revenue today at sort of a detriment potentially to lifetime value if you if you end up building sort of a really durable subscription um, model where you've got acquisition really figured out and and retention really figured out. So I, I think it makes sense sort of for early adopter, uh, you know, or trying to trying to find those users that are um, really indicative of kind of a strong LTV in the down the road. Um, trying to find that cohort of users. Um, uh, the other thing, though, too, is if you if you have good data and you know what your LTV is, you can also think about that lifetime option as being, you know, beyond what your average LTV is. So in that regard, it might help you um, drive more revenue, you know, even in the long run, um, if, if the price point is right. Yeah, I've had guests on the podcast that have talked about having a lifetime lifetime plan because people in other countries like Germany, for example, they prefer that. And so yeah. I'm testing that with one of my apps that I'm going to share next week. We're kind of reveal all the revenue numbers, who's buying what, and kind of give you guys that data. I think the best way I've experienced myself as a buyer, Dan, is calm. Like I signed up for their subscription way back a year. And then my second year, I think I might've paid the second year. I can't remember exactly, but they gave me an offer. They knew that the, I was already on. They gave me an offer. Hey, you want a lifetime deal? It's 150. And I was like, well, just paid you another 60. All right, I'll do it. Right. Like it, it sort of made sense for me then. Like they've already gotten $60, probably like 120. So the, my LTV for them would have been 120 plus 150. And they did that through email and they gave me an offer. They're like, hey, send me two hour sales, 50% off the lifetime deal. And I'm like, oh, that's encouraging. So I did do that. I think what I would try to also too is using the lifetime offer as an anchor price as a really high anchor price to get maybe yeah. more people into subscription. So there's other ways, there's many ways to cut it, but obviously we're gonna have to test it all. 
Yeah, and that's right. And and what did Calm know about your usage pattern and sort of right. what what kind of user you were to drive that offer? My guess is they didn't offer that to sort of just everybody, you know, uh, across the board. Um, it was probably because something about your usage, either you're a you know fantastic user using it all the time, or maybe you were starting to you know slip in your usage a little bit, and they wanted to make sure they retained you. You know, who knows? But my guess is it was very targeted. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think I I agree with you too. We're going to give him the benefit of the doubt. All right. Aiden brought up a few things that I just want to kind of cover. He said, what does Apple was initially rejected his app? And so they were asking, and this is good, like, what does purchasing an auto-renewable subscription provide to the user? So make sure that you're providing value to the user as well with the subscription. And then they Apple asked, like, how often is the content added? So Apple's yeah. kind of coming in on coming down on the developers, making sure that you're providing value, not just trying to get people to buy a subscription. All right, cool. Dustin said, hey, Steve, I'm about to launch my first app. What software do you recommend for first time app devs to track search terms and such for ASO? I would say AppRadar is a great tool. Mobile Action has a lifetime offer that you guys want to check out. Dustin, stay, in, stay tuned. I'm publishing an ASO mini course or course training that reveals everything. We just published the first video on Wednesday, and then it's going to be a seven part series all about ASO revealing, you, revealing our exact process for it. So stay tuned for that. And you'll go, we'll go through all the details in part three, I believe of that. All right, cool. All right. The next thing I want to move on to Dan is I've been reading this book and I really love it. And it's talking about, and we talk, kind of talked about it a little bit in the lifetime, like the one-time lifetime offer deal, but the book was talking about like, hey, you have to increase your user's lifetime value. Like rather than always focusing on getting more and more users, like try yeah. to see how you can increase your lifetime value of your users. So how can developers and especially with subscriptions increase the lifetime value? Is it just pushing the yearly? Is it, you know, trying to get people onto a lifetime, like one-time offer deal? What do you think? A lot of different ways to answer that question. <laughs> right. There's not one. So let's start with acquisition. You know, but beyond organic acquisition, I would say on the from the paid side, the channel really matters because retention rates can vary a lot. So, you know, in in the in the typical acquisition space, you know, folks are really looking at optimizing things like cost per install. But you may find that while you're getting a great cost per install from a channel, perhaps when you evaluate the cost through the dimension of, well, how many of those installs started the trial or how many of those installs, mm -hmm. you know, renewed two times, uh, et cetera, um, you may find that that initial surface evaluation uh, doesn't bear out what channel you thought was best. So that that's number one. Um, you know, from a retention perspective, um, of course, I mentioned earlier, kind of utilizing some of the tools of the, of the platform. So things like grace period billing, you know, grace period helps you avoid involuntary churn. So, you know, there's no reason not to try to, to make sure you know, those users churning out is, is sort of, you know, insane uh, to let that happen. Um, and then there's, um, you know, new capabilities, for example, with iOS 14 um, subscription offer codes. So, for example, if somebody was in a subscription, um, they renewed a few times and then they signaled cancellation intent by turning off auto renew, that might be a wonderful moment to get, give them an offer code to keep them in the experience. And then using things like email and push, like you mentioned with the calm example, to kind of reinforce the value proposition. And I like those push push campaigns and those email campaigns to really focus around the 
the, the, the value and the content of your app. So less about, you know, the marketing and more about, so for example, if it was a, you know, premium podcasting app um, um, and the user was starting to show some fatigue, let's say, um, I might want to have a campaign targeting to that user that reminds them about a new show that just launched um, or a new episode that just dropped. Um, yeah. Because what you really want to do is bring people back for the right reasons, not just because they're about to churn out of the experience. Yeah, I love that. Dan, I just published a podcast episode as well. You guys have to check it out. Was is with Mike, Mike who runs Oomph, and he talked about using Facebook ads and target retargeting people who just joined a, a trial. And he he's seen really good results with that because now he's just getting people who are on a trial. His app, look, you can't use the app unless you sign up for a trial. All right, so it's like people are baked in, but then showing them value, showing them ads, and then seeing really high conversion rates on those ads. Yeah, I like it. All right, we got some questions here. Let's say howdy to Pava. How's it going, my friend? And then Barack asks, some days I get a few payments, but some days I get nothing. How do you go about getting consistent subscription revenue? Well, I mean, I think that comes back to acquisition. So, um, you know, if you, if you don't have enough users coming into the funnel, then, you know, it doesn't matter. Re really nothing else matters, I guess. So, um, we talked a, a little bit a, a moment ago about the paid channels, um, but of course, you know, trying to boost organic through all the things that you you usually talk about through ASO is really important too. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing I, I think too is in that I've seen sometimes is that um, folks shy away. Sometimes this isn't universally true, but they shy away from on their storefronts from talking about their premium offering. Um, and I think that might be a mistake because I think sometimes it's important for users that are looking at the storefront. I mean, look, people are making like snap value judgments when they're browsing through these store pages. Yeah. Um, so if you're not clearly articulating, you know, what, what all you're providing and then also differentiating between what you get for free, what you don't get for free is a free trial required is it not required. Um, that's really going to shade, um, how people, um, you know, view, view the app. And, and it, you know what, by the way, here's the other thing about subscriptions. It's okay that some people don't subscribe. It's not right for everybody. Right. I, I, and that's kind of back to what I was saying earlier is like, I think subscriptions are really an art of trying to find your best users, not selling something to all your users that has a recurring revenue stream. Couldn't agree with you more. I think you, you kind of pointed out in the very beginning, you said onboarding process is so key. Definitely showing that pricing page during that onboarding process, getting people to understand the value of your app, showing some social proof, and then being like, hey, do you want to buy? We've seen really good results with that. So those are things that you might want to test out, Baruch, in that regard. Okay. Pava asks, what are currently the best subscription options for games, in your opinion? So I, I think this is a really interesting domain, or, you know, kind of, frontier. Um, you know, obviously we we have the bundled services um, out there, but for an individual game, especially a game that is selling things like coin packs um, or, or, you know, sort of packs of something um, in order to keep progressing in the game. Um, I think the idea of doing a subscription that gives you sort of a, an, an allotment of those things on an ongoing basis um, is a really interesting opportunity. Um, because you know some of these games, you can chew through coins or 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 the unit um, pretty quickly, and if somebody 
kind of views it more as, oh, this is my you know weekly allowance of these things that I'm spending this kind of known amount of money for versus kind of this, you know, it can kind of get crazy, especially if you get sucked into a game. Um, I think that that's a really interesting model for games. All right. I like that. The now let's get I want to get into I see that some questions still. So don't worry, we're going to get to that. I do want to get into some of the app audits a little bit as well. So we've got Hai who wants he's in Vietnam, so he can't join us right now, but he it's very late over there. But he wants ASO help with this. And so we're kind of we're going to look at the app and then it's got some great insights on how to increase your subscriptions high, but we're going to take a look at the ASO first. So looks like journaling. I did read through it a little bit. It's like everything in one. You can do habit tracker, the tasks, notes, mood tracker, everything in one piece. Look, from the onset, when I'm looking at this, you don't need journal a bunch of times. So journal it, journal and planner, journal and planner. I, I think what you want to do is, not I think, I know what you want to do is go after other terms around journaling too, right? Maybe long tail terms that have journal, not just these specific, the words that you're going on for this, on this ASO and the app title and subtitle, two super important really areas for keyword optimization. You're repeating the same term. There's, it's not going to help out. It used to help out when Apple allowed this back in the days, but it's not going to help out. So definitely do that. Your memories, plan your day, your journeys. I think this is all branded. I just want to know what this app is. And so if you're already saying it integrates apps like journal, habit tracker, task, I would probably put that as bullet points here and be like, look, the all-in-one journaling app, right? And then you go list it out by, by bullet by bullet so I can see what I'm getting involved with. And so I think that's the key unique selling point. And I, like I always say, have some social proof in the screenshots. It's going to really help your conversions. Because right now this feels, while I love this, the shortness, the brevity of your, the titles and your screenshots, I just think it's too, it's too short. It doesn't really tell me what your app does. And you want to add, Dan? Uh, if you scroll down a little bit too, in the yep. description here, um, you know, there's so many features. Yeah. And one of the things that, that struck me about, uh, or strikes me about this app is that I'm not really sure what the kind of three tentpole features are that they're trying to surface and then how that might relate to the the subscription that that they offer um in fact i don't think it even mentions the subscription in in this description uh, yeah. other than talking about a money-back guarantee which is sort of unusual actually uh, makes me wonder if um they've had some issues around people buying the subscription but it not really doing what what they expected well, I, I've brought it up. I, I, I could take some <laughs> credit or blame for this. I've, I've seen other apps do it. And I'm like, hey, you see it everywhere on the web, right? Like, hey, money back guarantee or free returns. I was like, hey, we should do that on our, just to give like some of the objection. What is the thing that people are looking for? You want to give them a reason to sign up. Like, hey, there's no, you know, like 100% satisfaction. So I was like, hey, there's a few apps that have done it. And so I've been talking about potentially using money back guarantee. Well, that's good yeah. if we if we talked about what the, the paid product is. That's but true. We don't, we right. don't in this storefront. Yeah, yeah. So I did, I'm going to quickly run through the ASO real quick. The So I put in the keywords that you're targeting high in here. Look, obviously you're not getting a lot of, 
I'm going to assume organic downloads because you're just not targeting the right keywords. And so what I put this in mobile action. What you want to do is go after these high chance keywords. So there's journal prompts, right? 33 search score, which isn't too bad. Let me blow this up a little bit more so that you guys can really see it. And then you want to, especially in the beginning, because it doesn't look like you're doing anything in terms of growth. And I'm just judging it by the nine ratings you have that are probably just going to be friends and family that you want to go after. You want to have a subsection and I'm, it's going to be in the video coming up soon, but about 25% of the keywords should be low competition keywords. And then you want to get aggressive with the high competition, high traffic keywords, about 75%. You want to use majority of your keywords on the high traffic keywords, but you also want to sprinkle in a few that have low competition. You see journal prompts, five minute journal, even bullet journal. So you want to use these rather than just saying journal, 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 planner, 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 which is what you're doing right now. And so, that is from the ASO standpoint in there. Cool. I'm going to put that back in. Let's get into that, shall we? Yeah. Awesome. I know, Dan, you're excited about this one. All right, here is the app. I'm going to boop. Okay, I'll have all the app. Guys, I'm using a different phone now. All right, this is my beautiful family. Okay, you're no longer getting to see everything. All right, I've switched it up. All right, this is my phone just for the live streams. All right, let's go into this. It's the same Apple ID, so you'll see if I've gotten anything all right dan you want to start off with this or well i mean my first impression is that there's a lot of dots here on the yeah. bottom and um, i'd love to see focused on again kind of those top three key value propositions and then if, if you keep swiping through here yeah. um you know uh, i think each one of these individually is is okay but again what what are the most important things and then um, as we keep going, I think one of the things that I noticed was that they're not really surfacing yet what what the what the plans are. So I've I've swiped one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times, and I don't really know what I'm getting myself into. And it's just so much text. Like I don't even want to read any of this stuff. I had a past podcast guest and a friend of mine, we worked together and he's like, he's on a date. <laughs> and he's like, I showed my app uh, to my date and she was like looking at it and she just, here's what she did, Dan. She was like, bam. He's like, what the hell did you just do? She quit the app during the onboarding flow. And so he optimized it and he went from six, this is eight. He went from six to four and he saw improvement in subscribers and everything else. And so definitely optimize this high. Like, I don't even know what you're saying and half the time, like, can we even press these things? What are the things you do often? Mm -mm. This is nice, but like, do you really need it? So let's, let's go. I'm ready. Let's go into the app. Mm, I hate when people do that. Don't allow. Well, okay. well, especially because the call to action there was I'm ready. So your, yeah. your instinct is that it's going to jump you right in. Yes, I agree. Oh, just crashed on me or what? All right. Yes. So you, hi, you're missing the, the pricing page. I don't know where it is. I don't know where it is here, right? You always want to look, you go to any website, you go to Dan's website, you go to my website. You're like, Hey, contact us. Or there's a call to action buttons, big buttons everywhere. Right. But we as app developers like, hey, don't buy my app, please. And then, then you complain to Steve and be like, Steve, how do I increase my app revenue? Well, one, show me where I can buy it. Like, so I have to, this is what I always see, Dan. It's like upgrade. You should have upgrades somewhere on this main page. Yeah. You don't. It right. doesn't even need to be a full screen interstitial no. that pops up. It can be a little inline unit on that main page. 
and hire a designer for this. You look, look, use Nami, go in there, find somebody that can better design this page because this is, I don't know, my eye is going everywhere. You want to get it clear on little like, you know, here's the obvious ones that are everywhere. The little tables, put them in the little tables. I don't like this, the layout. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a manage, I mean, just look at the, the options at the top. This is a manage subscription page where they're trying to help you restore and tell you what your current plan is. It's very mm -hmm. utilitarian. And yes, it's trying to, push the monthly and the yearly option kind of. But if you look, the, the, the feature set that's premium is under the fold. Yeah. So um, you're not, so th this is kind of what I was getting at earlier is that you have to market, right? You're asking mm -hmm. somebody to make a, a recurring commitment with you. And if you're not attempting to sell to them and kind of spark some uh, emotional response with, with how you're conveying the subscription, it's never gonna happen. Yeah, and look, the subscribe button is so tiny too. Why do I have to log in? I don't know. Maybe I have to, but it's so tiny. Like, there's no real the the main colors that should be sticking out is it's the buy, not the like one ninety nine a month. Well, we'll find that because we want to know how much we have to pay. But make the subscribe button bigger. Cool. When I X out, okay. I feel like this is a little bit busy, but that's just me. Like, I just feel like it's too much going on at once. I don't know where my eye should go to, but maybe your users like that. I prefer a clean look. Just give me one thing that I got to do right now. I feel like it's just too much going on for me. Like this looks better. Timeline. Cool. It's nice and clean. All right. Anything else you want to cover here? Yeah. The only other thing was, I, th I think I noticed that one of those pro features was that in a task, which I'm not even sure. Let's see. Um, oh yeah, add photos to a task. So, um, or insert photos between text. So when mm -hmm. I tried to do that um, um, on my device, um, I noticed that uh, it, it popped up a message that um, that that basically said, "Well, you 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 don't have access to this feature." Oh no! Rather than giving me an opportunity to unlock the feature. Got um, it. So, so let's try. So I think it just yeah. Um, all photos. Let's. Uh, this is an older phone, so let's try. Here's my Peloton workouts. Cannot save. Was it here? Uh, is it? it? Did you create a note or a task? I there. Uh, a note. So I should create a task. Yeah. Okay. Let's try it real quick. Uh, uh, I, I think I think you're gonna have to go to that side menu again. I don't even know how to do a task. That's crazy. There you go. Oh, come on. Hi. Okay. Tests. Oh, here. Fix pricing page <laughs> and onboarding process. That's for you, okay? It's for you, hi. And onboarding. Good. There's your task, bro. All right. Where should I put the photo? No. Mm. Oh man, all this is crazy. All right, so like maybe go to that little pencil at the top. Okay, and then, and then add a photo. I, oh, I here, a photo. A photo. Yeah, there you uh, go. Yeah, I see it now. So you know, you kind of like I would just take you right to a nice marketing page that says, "Hey, unlock." Here's why you want to unlock photos and tasks. Yeah. Right. Make it contextual. Yeah, I like it. All right. Dan, you got to give the people what they want, right? 
And usually I have some dad jokes. I didn't tell you about them. I don't know if you've got a dad joke too, but I do have a dad joke, Ram. All right, so we're going to do it. Let's take a little break to do a dad joke. All right, you ready for this, Dan? I guess. I'm going to be a dad <laughs> in like a month, so. All right, congrats. <laughs> All right, just this is just a joke. How about that? <laughs> it's a funny joke. <laughs> All right. Lance is an uncommon name these days, but in the medieval times, people were called Lance a lot. There you go, Ram, just for you, brother. Put in the comments, if you loved it, put a one. I know I go backwards. If you thought it was super lame, super dad joke, put a 10 in there as well. All right, let's get into some of these questions. All right, Dan, I'm, I keep wanting to call you Lance because it's a stupid joke. All right, Dan, all right, Matthew asks, can you run a test of subscriptions and pay one time at the, can you run a test of subscriptions and pay one time at the same time? I don't know what that means, but can you run 50-50 splits, 50-50 AB so, test on Nami? Yeah, so I think the question is, could I test? I want to try a subscription. I want to try selling a one-time purchase, and I want to see which one performs better. Um, and yes, you could do that. I guess the question is, what is the what what is a what is the success metric? Um, because in a subscription, right, it's, there's LTV over time, and so uh, or there's revenue over time. It's not just convert the initial conversion. So there's different things you could measure, be it, you know, which one performs the best kind of at the front door, which one performs the best over some period of time. Um, and so you just have to kind of orient your experiment around what is success for you. I meet myself. Janish, Janish asks, is it possible to implement an in-app purchase in Android apps without having sep oh. mm, separate server just by checking with Google Play system? I think that's... Yeah, so, so there is clients that you, there's the Google Play billing library um, that you can use entirely client side, but it's not the best practice from Google. It's not the best practice on really on any of the ecosystems. Um, by using the, the server, there's a, a bunch of kind of privacy and fraud benefits. But more importantly than that, um, it, it, I, I believe, we, we believe it's really important to kind of model your users. So your app, let's say your app has app has a thousand users, let's say, um, you kind of want to know, you know, which of the users um, have, are just, uh, um, have just installed, but maybe they're not active users, you know, which users have installed and are active users, which users have started a tri uh, free trial, which users are in an active subscription, which users are, you know, showing cancellation intent, which users were a former subscriber, and you kind of need to model all of the all, all of your users across those dimensions, so that you can execute um, marketing strategies both in the app uh, and outside of the app. So, if you don't have that server, then that kind of knowledge is only resident in the client, and you're missing out on a huge opportunity to kind of have consistent marketing, you know, in a bunch of different places. Yeah. Bianca asked Steve, what's the name of the book you're reading? Bianca, glad you asked. Here's a friend of mine that I'd known back in the day, but he wrote this book from six to seven figures, simplify your business, gain your time back, scale faster. I like it a lot. All right. Cool. Derek asks, what percentage of people that download your app should you expect to actually turn into subscribers? Man, that there's not a one size fits all on that one. It's category specific. Um, it also, you know, freemium varies versus if you're, um, 
forcing them into a free trial. Um, but just some, some things that I've seen, um, if you don't offer a free trial at all, I mean, you might expect to see a conversion rate, you know, in the single digits, um, maybe not even single digits. Um, if you offer a free trial, maybe you'll see, you know, five, 10% conversion rate into the trial. Um, you know, if things are generally set up well and the app is a good product and so on. Um, now apps that require that you go into the free trial before you can access any functionality, they do have a higher conversion rate, you know, maybe even, you know, 20, 30, 40%, let's say. Um, but, um, uh, you're, you're, you, there's going to, uh, you're kind of shifting some burden, um, to retention. Um, so, um, just, just be aware that the rate, you're going to have to look at those conversion rates based upon kind of category averages, um, the specifics of your business model, um, and, and, and so on. So I would look at it more like, well, what's success for you and define your own success metrics. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good to look at industry comps. Um, you know, obviously Netflix has fantastic conversion, but they're Netflix. So yeah. setting, setting your bar to Netflix probably doesn't make sense on day one. My uh, advice would be, you know, look for set, set a goal, try to reach the goal and then set a new goal that's higher and just get yourself into a habit where you're working to incrementally improve. Great. And like we've seen as high as like 17, 20% for some apps and then as low as like five to 2%, but like just keep trying to improve one to 2% every single time and just subtle, yep. subtle changes can make a huge difference. I was just talking to somebody there. We did like a premium app audit and he was like, yeah, improve like one to 2%. Like, yeah, that's great. And I have, I share some things that are more in our paywall under behind our paywall, but it's like certain words can actually move the needle. And we've seen good with our clients. We've seen just adding a few words here in the, in the bullet points in your little feature premium feature set actually do improve conversions. And we just saw like a one to 2% change in the conversion. So we might've gone from like 10 to 11, 12%, but you know, not too bad there. Okay. And then got a question from Derek who says, I thought Nami was just iOS based, but you, all, you guys also support Android. We do. Can you explain how the Android version works? I guess it's about the same, right? Yeah, it works the same way. I mean, we it's obviously you know coded in different technologies and talks to Google Play billing, but we um, we support. I mean, we, we've we try. We've tried. Well, it, this is a in product development. You know, you're always trying to improve, of course, and but we try very hard to make sure the APIs are pretty consistent between the the SDKs and kind of the feature sets are similar. Now that being said, we do um, Android is newer. So I don't remember when we first released the Android SDK. It's been it's been a few quarters um, at least, if not you know like three uh, maybe, maybe early. Let's see, spring twenty twenty I think is when when Android went out. So it's been quite some time. Okay, let's go into some of these last app audits as well. I want to get into this decision maker Francisco. You've done pretty well here. Improve organic. He wants to know. How do I improve organic user acquisition? The app on iOS is stuck with about 350 daily new daily users. I don't know what are the next steps to get more visibility. I'm already making the keyword tuning process. Thank you very much. It looks like he's doing well on Google Play. So I think what I would say, Francisco, is don't always think about downloads. Think about revenue as well. Like I know it's important to get more people, but with 350 daily new users, you've got a great thing. So if you're making real good money from it, you're like, hey, Steve, when I get those users, I'm like 
converting them like crazy. I ain't got to worry about it. I just need more people so I can convert the same percentage. Good for you. But I just want to say that too. Like if you're optimizing for your conversions too, make sure you do that. The spin the wheel to decide, customize everything, choose over. What I would say is test your screenshots a little bit. I always say add social proof and it says choose over many templates, which I don't like many. I prefer like hundreds, dozens, I prefer a number than many. Just does many mean little, a lot? I don't know. So I would try to add that in there. I like the create unlimited wheels. So I might try to A-B test moving these things around and seeing which ones convert better. Because maybe your impressions are really high and I'll go into your ASO, but you're not converting your users once they land on this page. But so far, like everything else, like your ASO looks pretty legit. All right. The other thing I want to mention is you are, you know, the, one of the ASO tricks is to utilize the Spanish Mexico. Oops, sorry. I'm not even sharing my screen. It's been on us. All right. Sorry, Francisco. So like here, what I was saying was choose over many templates. You might want to put the number rather than many templates here. Okay. The, the other thing I would say is this Spanish Mexico, you are optimized for Mexico, but in Spanish, you might want to try English keywords. I know there you, you got pretty good reviews in the Mexico market. So maybe it's a good market for you. I'm just assuming, but if you do wanna try to capitalize on the US market, have different keywords, different app title, different subtitle, different everything, and use English keywords in your Spanish Mexico localization. All right, one of the tricks I wanna kinda highlight here real quick is I did this for you guys, decision maker. So when you're, it looks like you're number four for decision maker, so good job, Francisco. But, but look at this app. Decision Maker, this app has only got 734 compared to yours, 1,200 to compare to 8,000 compared to 61,000, 63,000 up here. And so what I say is go into app follow. This is what I'm using. And let me blow this up a little bit. Find the app that sticks out and just click on it. And what app follow will do is give you the search ads recommendation, Apple search ads recommendation. So you can see if there's some keywords that you're not optimizing for that they might be optimizing for. So I did that for you because I'm a nice guy and we're gonna take a look at your app real quick. And kind of give you some ideas on maybe some keywords that have high traffic, but you're, you're not well optimized for. So high traffic, spin the wheel, you're doing good there. Coin flip, you're doing okay there, maybe. Yeah, you're doing okay there because you're it's in Spanish. So seven, four, your decisions, you're not doing so great. So this is where I might try to put decisions somewhere in the Spanish Mexico title. I get it, sometimes singular, since you have the singular in the title, you might not need to have it, but those are, and then options. So decent traffic, not a huge amount, but in terms of decision maker, like it's not a huge difference between the two. So you might wanna think about going after this term and then the difficulty or the chance, chance is just the likelihood you'd be in the top 10 and here's a difficulty score. It's not too different. So it might be a good keyword for you that you're not optimizing for, but the other ones you are pretty much optimizing pretty well for. So I think overall, pretty good job. Dan, anything you wanna add? Not out of app. Okay, let's get into the app. All right, now I don't like this, but okay, let's allow it. Okay, food or salad, what should we have for dinner, Dan? Let's see, kebab. Kebab, 
Perfect. Mm -hmm. No, not for me. I'm going to pick another one. Let's <laughs> another one. Okay, sushi. Cool. I'll take sushi. Uh, so I don't know what the monetization looks like. Are you... It looks like they're showing me ads. So it's very ad dependent, it looks like. Pro version. I yeah, guess. so so my my key piece of feedback here is that he surfaces pro in the settings. And then if you leave settings, there's that little pro gem uh, as well uh, by the wheel, uh, kind of lower left of the wheel. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, they just pop up the kind of store. Oh. Yeah, right there. See how these just pop up the store yeah. sheet. I have no um, idea what I'm getting with the pro. Yeah, exactly. And so if you, you go to his, his little shop icon, which you you pushed uh, earlier, I mean, this this starts to do a better job of kind of yeah. surfacing what it is. So I, I'd like to see him um, go to go to a model where you know maybe not the full shop, but so, some of the presentation that he's using here gets used in those other places, so that you know what you're actually getting. Yeah. And we did this optimization for the client, like Rudy, he shared this. What I would do personally is split up the no ads into its own and app purchase and then make it like 199 so that the pro looks so much more attractive than not. So that's how I would start breaking this up a little bit more. And you have the data, Francisco. So like if people aren't buying these gems, you might want to push the pro version a little bit more and show this page. It's a beautiful, well-designed page. Show this page during the onboarding process. I know you want to get people to start playing right away, but at the same time, like I think you could do a better job. And I agree with Dan, like maybe when I hit pro, show me, don't show me this, show me this. And then by optimizing this and have remove ads be so close to 199, 299, it's like, why wouldn't I just buy the pro, right? Like it's just, I get so much more for just the dollar more. That's the mindset. That's the, the psychology I want you to convey by adding the remove ads by itself at 199. Okay, cool. All right, let's get into the last app and then Dan won't keep you anymore. Wanna appreciate your time. Wonderful. App, it looks like they're doing really well. I love the designs of this. This is Rajiv. He says, whatever you're best at. Okay, well, thanks, Rajiv. I think it's beautiful. Like, I love the icon design. I love everything about this. Since you just kind of left it wide open, I didn't know whether to put this in ASO, but I'm going to assume that you're doing pretty well. The, what, I guess it's pretty optimized because the new tr travel, I, I would lose a new and maybe if you want to use new as a differentiator, put it in your screenshots versus in your subtitle. Cause I just don't think maybe unless you're trying to optimize for like new match three game, which I know might have some traffic travel puzzle blast saga. So it's all optimized ASO. All this is optimized for ASO, but I like it so far. I think it's really well done. It's cute. It's adorable. I don't know. I don't know what else to say other than looks really, really good. Let's go into the app and see if we can find out, give you some suggestions here. And you got some good reviews, hundreds of reviews. When I see that, I'm like, all right, it's a pretty well done game. I'm Captain. Love it. Love it. Love it. I'm going to skip just because of timing. Great. All right. Let's. Looks great. Yeah, I don't know if we can hear the sounds. 
Can you hear this, Dan? Yeah, yeah. a little bit. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I'm having an echo, so I won't, <laughs> I won't do that to you guys. All right, let's do this. Ding. It looks really good. I mean, so far, I've got no problems, no suggestions so at all for you, Rajiv. What I would say is we just did an interview with one of my friends yesterday that will be published in a couple of weeks about like his app wasn't growing as well as they wanted to. It was a cooking game and he just optimized everything. And so really looked through A-B testing a lot of the product, of the onboarding experience. I didn't have any too big, too, too much feedback for you. But the big thing that we learned from this from a growth perspective was like these small little 1% changes makes a huge improvement in your overall ASO conversions, everything just has a spiral effect or domino effect that can lead to bigger results, right? I don't have too much feedback for you. I think it looks good without knowing much more about what you really want me to get into. I think it looks really good. I think you've done a really good job. So don't know what else to say to you other than kudos looks really good. And just AB tests a lot because he was saying that, you know, like icon tests, screenshot tests, onboarding, level design, making sure the game is balanced, all that helped out a lot. And it just, once they started tinkering with the product in, it just, the ASO efforts just went, whoosh, and this is especially on Google, more than so in iOS, but like it just really, because Google cares about the retention, monetization, all that stuff, it really can have this hockey stick-like growth as well. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, this game was really fun. I played it for a long time, and uh, <laughs> my only my only piece of feedback was that it seemed like I got a lot of free gameplay, and um, and so maybe that's great because I I didn't there wasn't ads in my face, and it was just it really let me get get into the game. Um, but maybe in testing, you might see that you really want to balance that a little bit more. Maybe maybe they're under monetizing, right? That might mm -hmm. be a, a, a so anyway. But it was it's a fantastic game. Yeah, I think they've done a really good job. It's a good thing when we don't have much to say. All right, just for gaming, is it 20% retention on the first game launch? Should I keep working at it? That's pretty low. I think you want to be around 30 to 50. Depends on what day, like 20 retention. Is that day seven, day 10, day 30, day 30? It's amazing. I'm going to assume it's day one to seven. You want to really aim for 30 to 50 on day one and then about a 20 to 30 on day seven. You want to add anything there, Dan? Nope. All right, cool. And I think I mean dad jokes. Cool. Derek says, is the NAMI Android SDK already supporting Google building API 3.1? So right now it's 3.0.1 is the current version. Okay. So and I think then what's the difference between developer and pro? Yeah, so there's a grid of features on the pricing page. Um, if you want to dig into any of those in specific, I'm happy to... Have you dropped me an email? Cool. Is this you, Dan? Hi, Dan. That is not necessarily me. Maybe <laughs> let's see if it shows my picture. No, it shows our CTO's picture. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, you could drop a, a chat in there. Um, or my email is just my first name dot last name at namiml.com. Great. What are some of the basic features? Are we able to A B test and like optimize that pricing page during the basic features? Not, not with the, not with the, the basic features. The basic features are really focused around that kind of transaction layer. Oh, here they are. Right? The, yep. So kind of the, the transaction layer so that you can start selling subscriptions and IAPs um, mm -hmm. are kind of cloud configurable paywalls. So that kind of the purchase experience um, kind of key revenue metrics 
Um, we've got a bunch of capabilities around sort of understanding um, where your user is in the user journey. So there's this sort of like live real-time view that gives you um, insights into kind of each and every uh, transaction. Um, and then as you get into more of the pro feature set, you know, it's things like more advanced insights, you know, the sort of, sort of CRM module, we do, we have a variety of integrations uh, with other, um, other parts of the stack. Um, so it. yeah, that's kind of how, how we, we give, we actually give a lot for, for kind of the free plan. Yeah. Cool. Why don't you show place store very often? Okay, great. And then why don't you show Play Store very often? Shubhav, I do. <laughs> Just not a lot of people are showing, asking for a Play Store, a lot of the iOS. So whatever people come in. Once again, if you do guys want your app to be audited by, by us, go check out at masters.com slash audit. The website, if you want to check out NAMI, is NAMI at ML, NAMIML.com. It is in the YouTube description as well. Check it out there. Here's the website. If you want to help, they're going to help you really grow and optimize more importantly optimize your subscriptions dan do you want to add anything there no that's perfect um hopefully we can help you do that um because if you guys are have a more kind of durable sustainable revenue stream then you can keep building these great apps and and hopefully make a bunch of users really happy dan if the audience wants to connect with you personally in any other way do you want to send them anywhere else besides namiml.com uh, sure. So my email, dan.burka, B-U-R-C-A-W at namiml.com. I'm on LinkedIn, um, usually around the internet. My, my handle is just at Burka. So I'm, I'm on lots of the different places. Uh, so feel free to find me wherever. Awesome guys. Next week, we're going to talk all about my app that I just launched called Moonlight. I'm going to show you exactly what I've been doing from a growth perspective, from an optimization perspective and give you the numbers. How much money do we make in the first month of launch? What different campaigns do we get and how many downloads are we able to obtain and a bunch of different tests that I've been running on my end as well. So tune in for that next Friday. It's just going to be me and I will be answering your questions along with auditing a bunch of different apps. Dan, thank you so much for coming on and doing this. Hey, thanks so much. And thank you, everybody. Great questions. Sorry. <laughs> so you, you give me one, like 0.1 second of a pause, Dan. I'm just going to jump in there. Bam. <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining week in and week out. Make sure you tune in for that ASO series as well. Ram, thank you for asking for that dad joke. I would throw that in there. I'm going to try to come up with a couple next week. All right, guys, until next week, I'll see you on the next video. Bye. Thanks for listening to the App Masters podcast. For show notes and amazing app marketing content, check out appmasters.co.